Hey, what's really going on? It's Boots Riley. I'm the writer and director of Sorry to Bother You. You are now listening to Two Dope Teachers and a Microphone. Keep it locked right here. No texting. Hey, what's up, everybody? If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much time and effort it takes to be an educator. You also know that most teachers out there are criminally underpaid. Criminally, for real. This combination often leads to teachers either not finding the time to plan for the future or not having the money to achieve their financial goals like home ownership and retirement. Retirement's going away so fast in this economy. That's where my good friend, my financial advisor, Alex Sierra, a certified financial planner with Cetera Investors, can step in to help. For over half a decade, Alex has been working with educators to help them plan for their most important financial goals. He and his team specialize in working with educators and have a great understanding of the school pension systems as well as their retirement programs. Alex and Cetera Investors focus on holistic financial planning and can help you lay out your goals and put together a specific and actionable plan to achieve them. He has helped me and my family immensely. Before I started working with him, I had no idea whether or not I was going to be able to retire. Honestly, all it's wild out here. Now, I feel financially confident. Visit his website at www.toryandalex.citerrainvestors.com slash 2dope. That's www.toryandalex.com. Cetera, C-E-T-E-R-A, investors.com slash 2dope to schedule an initial virtual consultation with Alex. Mention the discount code 2dope during your first consultation to receive a 25% discount on their subscription-based financial planning packages. For more info, click their link in the description section of this podcast. Kevin, as it turns out, teaches, um, and <laughs> who knew, right? Uh, but welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mike. My name is Gerardo Munoz. You are listening to the most dangerous podcast in the schoolhouse. You are listening to the conversation where we remix the power. Uh, re- Whoa, I don't even know what we do. What do we even do? We Where we try to remix the conversation about race, power, and education uh, with a little digital twist today. What? What are we doing? Uh, before I introduce uh, my guest, Ben Farrell, um, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can support the podcast. Uh, you can support us by following and subscribing. We're on every possible platform where you get your podcast. You can also go to twodopeteachers.com to get our old episodes. Um, and maybe our guests can help me figure out where in the world our old episodes are on the feed. Like I cannot not get the feed to show more than 10 episodes, Ben. It's incredibly maddening. No idea why that's happening. <laughs> um, but so, but all of the episodes are at tutopteachers.com and you can listen to them there. If, if you have a few shekels, 
few rubles, a few uh, like, um, I forget what the other currency that my daughter's always asking me for, uh, doubloons that you would like to put towards supporting uh, independent media being produced by people of color, for people of color, for the sake of equity and freedom in this country, uh, head over to patreon.com slash teachers where for as little as $15 a month, you can make sure that this stuff happens. And for $15 a month, you get a sticker uh, that says Two Dope Nation. It was designed by our guy, Sham, who is this amazing uh, street artist in the state of Colorado. Uh, I'm not going to give his real name because we, because, you know, we don't, he don't want that smoke and we just like that stuff. Um, so on social media, if you're listening to us for the first time, uh, you can follow us at Two Dope Teachers on Instagram, on Twitter. We don't know why we're still on Twitter, but we are on Twitter. We're there. Got to get in those Twitter streets at some point, and uh, but we like to go back inside. You can also go to uh, like us on Facebook.com slash Two Dope Teachers and a mic uh, where we post things periodically when I have time. If you have other uh, interests, if you would like to give us feedback, if you would like to... Um, if you would like to give episode ideas, send gift cards for DoorDash, whatever it is that you want to do, um, you can uh, email us at teachers at gmail.com. So um, I have a really cool guest uh, here today, uh, Ben Farrell. I'm going to have Ben introduce himself in just a second. Uh, but what we're going to talk about today is we're in a little bit of a digital wild west right now. There's some mm -hmm. wild stuff going on mm -hmm. um, in digital media. And um, some of my listeners probably aren't old enough to remember when the internet became a thing in education That's right. and all of the terror that we felt with mm -hmm. uh, the internet. Um, but I want to introduce you, Ben Farrell. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. So great and uh, excited to be here with you today. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for being on here. Uh, thank you for yeah. reaching out. You know, yeah. uh, I think people don't realize that Kevin and I don't know everybody. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes we get these amazing guests on that we've sort of, uh, we've looked for and we found mm. and that kind of thing. Sometimes amazing guests find, find us. And, um, and so we mean what we say, people. If you think that there's somebody amazing who should come on the podcast, like, you know, let us know. Ben, ben is evidence of this fact right now. Well, so, thank you so much. Yeah. So I think, I think, um, I think most people want to hear about ChatGPT right now, but mm -hmm. we're going to make them wait because we need <laughs> them to listen to more of the episode before yeah. we get to nice. the meat of it. Um, but I think for just uh, for context, tell us a little bit about where you are. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the school that you lead yeah. and just kind of how did you get into education, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Thank you so much. It's, um, again, really glad to be here with you and just so excited to have a great conversation. So, yeah, my name is Ben Farrell. I um, and first I'd like to start with as a, as an educator of uh, multiracial educator. It's just really excited to see what you all are doing. I'm, I'm excited to follow you. Um, I'll throw in some Kuna, although Kuna might is kind of out hey. of uh, it's, it's gone euros now over in Croatia. My wife is. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll get that. Oh, okay. So, oh <laughs> yeah. man. So I feel like I, I feel like at some point we should or should not have a basketball conversation. Yeah. Um, yep. because we got yep. our Eastern European guy yep. out here. Uh, but oh, but course. I imagine. But I imagine. Are you are you a Celtics fan? I'm, I'm a, a Celtics I'm fan. Yep. Okay. I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, listen, we're, I got to go. bread and no. salsa. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Great talking to you, Ben, and uh, we'll, we'll see you later. <laughs> no, my friend, Don, shout out Donnie Piercy, uh, 2021 Kentucky Teacher of the Year, mm. uh, roots in the Boston area. Uh, he is texting me incessantly with go see, go sees. But maybe, hey, yo, maybe we'll see each other in the finals. That'd be, that would be amazing. Be I, mean, I mean, your team, it looks unstoppable right now. My and we'll see. It is a machine. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, I mean, I, I love basketball, basketball, so you could I can appreciate good basketball. Obviously, I want of course. the Celtics to win, but when you yeah. see good ball well, going, it's a beautiful thing. And play. I don't – there's only one team that I hate um, mm-hmm. in the NBA, and it's whichever team my team's playing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, but I think – I mean, the only one that categorically gets my hatred is the Los Angeles Lakers, like always, always, always. I actually love the Celtics. What a history. Mm. What some of those players are just so much fun. I love Al Horford and his yeah. and his poetry and all yeah. that. He's such a yeah. good dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I didn't mean to start smack talking right away. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that. So so yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, you so, were telling uh, us a little bit about, about yourself. Right. And- so yeah, I mean, so I, I've um right now I I've lucked into this wonderful position here at the New England Innovation Academy, which is a brand new school in uh, a wonderful city called Marlboro, Massachusetts, which is about 40, 35, 40 minutes outside of Boston. Um, it's in a real, it's an area that has a lot of uh, up and coming uh, tech and innovation uh, companies and entrepreneurs. And our school is based around, right? So we're a boarding and day school. Um, okay. In our second year of operation, which is, as you can imagine, my first year here. This is year, year two. Operation. Year two. Oh, yeah, how exciting. So, I mean, a brand new school, all these yeah. passionate students and uh, parents, par- very passionate parents, passionate staff who are all here because we believe in um, that NIA is what we call ourselves, NIA, New England Innovation Academy, is a school that the world needs next, needs next, excuse me. And um, we accomplish that um, by creating a, a system, grade six to 11 right now, we'll have our first 12th grade next year, first graduating class, wow. which is exciting yeah. and nerve wracking. And our 11th graders are feeling it right now. And but everything we're trying <laughs> to do is um, based around the idea of human-centered design, which is mm. in short, there are a lot of people who are much more intelligent than me that will give you more information on that. But the short, the nitty gritty of that is creating a product, an idea, something that's based around empathy and hope, uh, love, something beautiful wow. and for the end user. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be like, well, I'm selling a million widgets. It's around right. an idea. And yeah. what's got me excited about, of course, education in general in this school is that we see, we look around the world, all we see the studies, like kids, these, this, kids now, I sound old when I say that kids these days, but <laughs> you know, we know this generation of young people is struggling and we know that they have yeah. less faith in our institutions. This is worldwide. Yep. They, right. they have less hope in the world. Yeah. worried about the about climate change, all these other things that are pressing and pressing and pressing. And then they've had three years of this pandemic or more yeah. depending on where you are. And so yeah. we believe- It's like we have a lot of these, you know, we talk yeah. a lot about the achievement mm-hmm. gap, right? Yep. But we're not, I. but we, there's a hope gap. Exactly. There's an optimism gap. Right. And right. Um, I'm really glad you said that. Right. And that breaks, as I'm sure it does for everybody listening, it breaks my heart to think about that because, you know, I believe that this generation that's coming up right now is the one that's going to save the world. I I believe that. And I believe it's a a real honor and privilege of mine to be in a position to work with them and to help, you know, whatever I can do, help shape and guide and help them have an experience where they know that they can have an impact that, you know, as I was saying to you earlier, that it doesn't have to be 
you know, when you're your mid thirties and you got the big job and now you can That's go right. and do the thing and make That's it right. change. That That's right. Whatever the idea is, however, however old you are, yeah. we want at Nia. And then this is how I feel about the world in general, that impacts you know if you have the idea that's going to change something make your local area better save the world whatever it is an idea um we want to help you help our students build that and come to yeah. come with the tools and the resources that they can go and um not wait so that's amazing that's that's what we're built around and it's a wonderful place to be and it's you know it's a, it's um as you can imagine a second year school lots happening all the time but it's sure. a great place to be yeah yeah i think i think the the last school I taught at, um, I mm. started there when it was in its second year. Wow. And, you know, you yeah. can't yeah. you can't replicate or even describe the energy mm. when when it does feel like the the, the whole world is right, right in front of you. Right. And, you know, the the um, the sky feels like it's the limit. And, mm. um, you know, we were able to sustain that for a really long time. Obviously, mm. um, COVID has mm. really impacted right. a lot of things. Um, but I think that it's it's just such a special feeling. I love this idea that of of centering the work in human. Um, say say that again. You human you centered it, design. Yeah, human centered design. Yeah. You know, you hear a lot of folks talk about design thinking yes. and these kinds of things, and it's really interesting. I'm gonna, I'm going to be really transparent right now. Yeah. You know, given what. Um, what I think we're going to be centering our conversation in, yeah. which is around digital education and the yeah. tools that are available to kids, whether we want them to be or not. Exactly. Um, I, you know, it was it was a very, very pleasant surprise to start with this idea of human centered design. Yeah. Um. So you hmm. so so you you move you're in school leadership. Yes. What was it that? Um, what was it that, that kind of motivated you to go from, had you been a classroom teacher before? And I had done of... some classroom teaching I, in, in education, like many of us, I have been, you know, I've been a bus driver. I've done, I mean, I've kind of <laughs> run the right. gamut all the way up, you know, and I yeah. just, I've seen schools and I've had the opportunity to work with little, little ones, pre-K all the yeah. way up university level. So I've, and I've, I've spent more of my time on the administrative side. So I worked yeah. in admissions and, and boarding schools. I went to Got public it. school myself. And originally, if I go way back, one of, I had two main um, reasons. One, because I was, I knew I was passionate about working with, with people and I loved yeah. coaching. And I thought, Hey, this could be something really interesting. That's and great. then I, I wanted to, I'd never really had the, the chance to travel growing up. And one of my first jobs in education was in uh, as an admissions officer, where I was traveling around the country, around the world, wow. talking about opportunities for young people um, to both for my my school at that point, and also just to try and open up eyes around other opportunities that are out there. No matter where you're from, there are all these this web of interconnected opportunities that I felt like part of my job was less about my school, but also talking to families and to groups and to kids around all this other stuff that was out there that I know that yeah. I didn't, I never saw growing up. And so it was just great to be a part of that side, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to stick too long on, yeah. you know, cause I, I want to get to, you know, how we talk about AI and, and these yeah. kinds of things, but um, tell me about the, the idea of a boarding school. So how right. does a boarding school, so what is it about a boarding school that really furthers this vision that you yeah. and your team have for kids? Right. Well, that, that's a great question. And, um, you know, again, growing up at a public school, boarding schools were about as far away as I could possibly think. And 
what I have enjoyed about this work um, in, in the schools that I've had the chance to be in, residential communities, is that you have the chance to see our young people in multiple facets of their life. So, mm. you know, when I see a kid who's struggling during the day, maybe in the evening, that's when they're, that's their time to shine. And so that yeah. helps, you know, frankly, moderate my view or my opinion or my thought because I see them. Yeah. And then I, we get to know the families really well because their babies are with us, their kids are with yeah. us. They, they, you know, that's a big part of it. So there's that deep responsibility to get it right. It's yeah. not just about the academics, but it's about the, that whole person. And so, yeah. you know, just by, I had some friends in college who went to boarding schools. I didn't know much about them. And yeah. I had done some work in summer camps and that was sort of, <laughs> oh, I, I fell into a job and I just loved it. So I got to coach and teach and advise and travel <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And, and then get to know families and kids really, really well. And I think yeah. um, young people, if there's a place where you can help um, and help guide and help shape in whatever way that is, there's lots of, there's more opportunities. Well, there's other opportunities outside of what I had growing up in a, in a boarding school environment. Definitely. Yeah. I, so again, not an answer I expected. Um, mm. That's, that's so interesting to think about, you know, I, I know very little um, mm. about, about boarding schools. Yeah. I, my assumption was always that you have a boarding school, it has a philosophy, it has a pedagogy, it has an approach. Mm. And so a small connection, I feel like mm. I can make to that is, mm. um, so I caught, I coached soccer for years at, at the middle school that, mm. that I was working at. And, um, and uh, you talked about being able to see students in mm -hmm. multiple facets of their lives. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, I had this one player who was notorious for falling asleep in class, yeah. not doing his work, um, all these different things. But when he got onto the field, he was locked mm -hmm. in. One of the most mm -hmm. serious soccer players I ever saw in my life, like mm -hmm. he's calling out, you know, mm -hmm. directions, which talking on defense is so important mm -hmm. in soccer and, you know, working hard and, and being completely engaged. Right. And I remember, you know, feeling like, wow, this is wild. I got this kid mm -hmm. who shows up one way in classes, but shows up a different way when he's on the field. What, what can we learn about this young person exactly. just from those two data points? Just right. from those two facts, so right. uh, really cool. I'm I'm like right. learning things. I love that. That's the number. <laughs> that's that's my favorite yeah. reason for doing like a podcast like this yeah. is that I can continue uh, to learn, and I just really appreciate that. So that's incredible. so. Um, yeah. let, let's let's pivot a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I want to hear these things. I feel and I, and I feel like I'm I'm very motivated to hear what you have to share around AI hmm. and hmm. um and these kinds of things. So I'm gonna share a story with you. Um, a teacher I know, mm. brilliant teacher, amazing. One mm. of, um, you know, parents want their kids in her class. Yeah. Kids, kids are in touch with her after they graduate. Um, this is an individual of just like terrifying intellect. So, like she's right. incredible right. and um, and really powerful. And uh, we, we're in a class together, and the topic of Chat GPT came mm. up. And if you mm. don't know what Chat GPT is. I don't know how you don't know what chat GPT is right now, but essentially it's an AI program that um, can write all kinds of stuff and create all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Donnie, who I told you about earlier mm -hmm. is uh, he was an early convert to chat mm -hmm. GPT and, and has been actively testing it, checking it out and that kind of thing with, I think his fifth graders. So yeah. it comes up. And of course the first thing people talk about is, ChatGPT as as a tool for cheating. 
yes. as a tool for academic dishonesty. Right. And so a couple of it was this was during a break, so it wasn't centered during you know right. in the in the class. And so this teacher who I love and respect so much mm. um, says, "Well, that's why I just make kids handwrite things. Wow. Like then there's no yeah. risk. Then right. I don't have to worry about it." Right. And that kind of thing. So given um, given how we connected, mm. just react to that yeah. story. Yeah. And you have no context and no one's right. going to get mad at you. Um, <laughs> but so so how yeah. do you react to that story as somebody who may look at it a little bit differently? Right. I mean, I, the first thing is that I cast no stones here because I think like everybody, I, I there's I'm not some sort of AI expert here. So I will not position, position myself that way, nor claim that. I like many, I think, educators and people I've spoken to, you know, I was going through my daily life in October. Then all of a sudden I heard about this generative AI thing and chat GBT. And then November came and I thought, okay, I'm hearing about this more. And then that the winter break happened and there was lots of pivoting and what does this yep. mean and what's going on? Yep. Yep. So there is no casting of stones I, I, in different school districts, different teachers, different people will react in different ways. So I will speak from like my perspective, what, what my school's doing with that in mind, knowing that we are a brand new school and we have that opportunity to not, to do things differently perhaps. So yeah. um, one, I, I sat down, the first thing I did, we talked about it a little bit at the administrative level, but quite frankly, not all that much, just sort of side conversations here and there. And then yep. I sat down with my upper school and I asked them like, well, let's, we have a meeting every Wednesday and I just say, hey, let's let's talk about ChatGPT. And yeah. many mixed reactions in the room. Some of them looked at me and they thought, oh, he knows now. So he knows about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> ben knows about this so that we got to be on the lookout. Some of them, some of them thought, frankly, I was going to immediately ban it. Like the school was going to hard yep. stop. No way we're yep. going to use it. Yep. And then we, we went further into the conversation. And what was amazing, and this is what gets me so excited about education, was the wisdom in that room of a group of, you know, 14 to 17, 18 year olds. And in that room, it ran the gamut and everything that I've read about, all the research that I've done, all the knowledge that I've tried to pick up about this since then was yeah. in that room that day. And it went from wow. one of one of our 11th graders said, you know, it's this is the death of origin of, of excuse me, of original thought mm. like right there. Other students said, well, you know, well, we shouldn't be able to use it for just writing a paper for us because that's not that's plagiarism. But mm. could we do you know, could it help me generate ideas? I think that could be a good useful tool. And then one, yeah. a, another wonderful, and it was like the, the quiet insistence of this thought has resonated with me from the day that my, another 11th grader said it, it's gonna, that, it, that this would teach us to ask better questions. And I thought, wow, oh you know, there it is. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> there's light bulbs everywhere. Oh my goodness. And then I think about, um, we have in our phones, in our computers, all the knowledge of the world sitting there at our fingertips. And if yeah. one of the things we need to do is ask better questions, if this can help us do that, that's wonderful. And then the next, and I'll, I'll end and I'm sure this one, I don't just keep yammering on. Oh, no, you're good. I love okay. this. this but is it great. was another thought that um, students were saying is that this might teach us the idea of generative AI, because they've told me, Ben, you can't call it only chat GPT. It's generative AI. Get it right. Generative AI. Ah, generative okay. AI. Right. Yeah, I, I, they taught me <laughs> that this might teach us to be more human. This might teach us to be more engaged, wow. more able to connect with each other. Because if generative AI and AI in general, well, if that, if the future is that's going to take away tasks that we have done, you know, uh, 
kind of administrative side of things or whatever it might be, if that does this stuff, then when our interactions, when we're talking to each other, we've got to be more connected and more available to each other than we've been before. And wow. we know also, you know, this, I also talked to this, uh, my upper school as well about what does it mean to be generation Z or uh, yeah, generation Z. Yeah. And they, you know, there's all the wonderful things about Generation Z, open, authentic, engaged, diverse. You know, Won't order their own food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also they said, listen, we're not great face to face. We're sometimes, and yeah. this is also COVID, we need yeah. to work on our in-person skills. And I thought yeah. all of this coming together in a really wonderful way. Yeah. Um, so in, in reacting long way around to say, you know, I can, um, I understand that teacher why they did that i totally yeah. get it some of yep. my our teachers here feel the same way yeah i would only um say not necessarily in response but my my counterpoint to that is this is the way the world is going if i am right. not helping if we are not helping our students think to utilize this in a thoughtful um moral ethical way there's yeah. this could go sideways on us very quickly and yeah in our classes here, you, you can't use chat GPT or generative AI to write your own paper. We've made that right. a, as a hard stop. And that's plagiarism. If you just write me a paper about Hamlet that doesn't sound like chat GPT wrote it, and then at an eighth grade level, and if you turn that in, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. But yeah. did you use it? Are there ways that our teachers are using it? Yes. Um, yeah. Our teachers are using it to critique sentence structure and paragraphs. Yeah. And they're using it as a way where you know it might help, as one of our students said that day, to help generate yeah. ideas. But we're very open and transparent about that so that yeah. students will talk about it and then the they'll be able to you know, see where it came from. Teachers understand it. So it's not just kind of flowing in all over the place. Yeah. And we're still working on this. You know, this is sure. it's not perfect. There's yeah, you haven't problems. solved it in five months. No, not yet. We're, we're okay. working on it. All right. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. disappointing. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that was the genesis of, a, of an ongoing conversation that um I'll, I'll pause for a moment, of course, but there's yeah. some exciting things we're doing now where we're, we're actually, we've reached out to local schools. Um, we have a, a, a wonderful speaker coming in from MIT who's a, mm. kind of an expert on like on AI in general and all the things yeah. that AI is doing in the world. Um, yeah. We have the, the mayor of our town is coming in to, to talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> and what we're going to do is that rather than have people like me tell students, here's what you should do with it, they're going to tell us and we're going to use that we're going to have a forum coming up in the May. students are going to, yeah, the students are going to sit down and come back and tell us what should we yeah. be doing with generative AI. Yeah. And we'll have a six, we've invited five other schools to come over here with us and have this day to talk about it. And I'm excited to get that out into the world. So it's not, you know, again, Damn. not just me talking about it is a 43 year old guy that this, <laughs> our students are involved in the conversation out in the world. So that's exciting. Uh, the, you know, wow. Th this is, thank you. Yeah, I think um, so. I'm doing a lot of work that's really mm. depressing. Mm, mm, <laughs> that's mm. really discouraging. You know, yeah. uh, there's yeah. a lot of things in education that are really mm. difficult. And just on a personal and even professional level, um, mm. I just thank you for bringing this level of optimism. And you know, because I think I think when it comes to any of these challenges that show up, and mm. ChatGPT and um, generative AI aren't mm. inherently or categorically good or bad things, right? Exactly, right. But I think it's really easy for us, especially given what our society's been through in the last four mm -hmm. or five years, mm -hmm. Yes, it's really easy to catastrophize things mm -hmm. and just say, well, 
there, and right. you know, my, my daughter is an artist and she is extremely angry about generative AI in sure. art and, right. you know, and, but that's a conversation that she and I have, um, pretty, pretty regularly. Right. And, and I think it's easy to get into all of the worst iterations of what this could mean. Like there was yeah. just a headline about the guy who created it at Google, who yeah. is so disillusioned with it that he resigned and, yeah. you know, yeah. and now it's like a zombie apocalypse, right? right. Like that's right. where, that's where we go. We go to iRobot, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we go to exactly. iRobot immediately. Exactly. Right. Um, so I think it's important where we look at, cause that was, that was my thought with right. um, the story that I shared. I was like, well, how do, how do, how does that help in the future? Like, and it's, right. And it's the same thing with, and I'm just thinking about student voice in general, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, folks, if you listened to our episode with uh, Dr. Erica Glover, who mm -hmm. talks about, you know, one of the things that she argues in her student voice work is that student voice really starts with, with cultivating emotional intelligence in mm -hmm. adults, right? Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. takes a certain okay. mindset to be right. like Principal Ben Farrell mm -hmm. to go in there and say, Actually, y'all are digital natives. I don't exactly. I don't know. Like at the mm -hmm. time that you and I were kids, right. like freeway yep. calling was like big Whoa! deal. Right. I can talk Blowing to two minds. people at exactly. once. You know, <laughs> right. Right. and so you right. know, we just weren't brought up in a time mm -hmm. where this many tools and this much knowledge was at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. Like plagiarizing mm -hmm. was more work than just doing the freaking paper, right? Exactly. And so I think, yeah. but I, so I think what it takes is for folks like you and other mm -hmm. adults who are creating the space for young people to tell us mm -hmm. what their worlds are like, right. like, and as, as adult educators, it's often really difficult for us to actually know what the young person's world is. Exactly. They don't even know what it is. Right. Exactly. But if we exactly. allow them that space mm -hmm. to, to really start saying, this is what this could be for, this is what right. this, and, and, and the great thing is, they know the concerns. Exactly. Like we don't have to say people might plagiarize. They will say, right. yeah, you shouldn't be able to just write papers with yeah, this. Exactly. Um, right. You know, and that, just as an aside too, I was mm, just, mm. As, as I was kind of doing a little bit of research and prepping for this, um, I was actually thinking about, wait a minute, I could test out my theoretical frameworks on yeah. ChatGPT. That's a, right. that's a thing I can do. Yeah. I can like put that in there and right see what that looks like and play around with it. If my right. professor's listening, I, I don't know your position on generative AI, so I am not doing that, but right. I could. So, yeah. it's, so it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting to kind yeah. of think about. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, and I love that idea of, um, because this is what we try and do. I mean, I do in my work and I've always tried to create that space and times it works great and other times it doesn't. And you have to keep going back and making sure that everybody is welcome to come into that space, no matter how much, yeah. you know, I might feel like I'm very open, but does, do all of my students feel that way? And so anyway, that's a larger conversation, right. but right. creating that space is so important because to your point with this, there was two of my students immediately will always know more about this than I will. And I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yep. fine with seeding that territory. Yeah. And also that's, that's, as I say that, like, you know, jokingly and laughingly a little bit, it's also a little bit, you gotta, you gotta let go of some of who you are as like, I'm That's a right. professional and I've done all these That's things. Right. And blah, blah, blah. I yeah. gotta let go of that because you just said it native. They're native with it. Yeah. They, they've grown up with this. They have forgotten yep. more than I'll, than I'm possibly ever know. And yeah. I'm fairly adept at using the internet and tools. Yeah. And but yeah. you know, again, it was, 
even just the idea of calling it like the chat GPT forum, it was like, Ben, no, you like, they got so embarrassed by me. It was like me being embarrassed. And older They're like, oh, yeah, I know. Ben, yeah, I know. I know. So, there's like more than just chat GPT. <laughs> I know. And they told me about it. And they, <laughs> yes. And then it, we were talking about it initially. It's like a policy. Thanks, Zoomers. Like, Zoomers are mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> They're very direct. They're very yes. direct. In their, in their <laughs> Sorry, I have one of I have one of my own at home, and <laughs> yeah. um, and she's mean, um, and she's amazing. So, but no, they'll they'll tell you. Um, right. Ooh, my lights just went off. Oh. Um, we're still I'm going. So good. Still here. Yeah, yeah, you can keep going. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So anyway, just just a thought that we can learn from our 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 students. We'll learn from those around us, and we some of it is just quite honestly, if this is worth anything is just being brave enough to listen because that's always, that's not always easy. Brave yeah. enough to hear what they're saying, brave enough to listen because there's so much good in what they're saying. And there's all, of course, there's stuff we have to work on and like, they'll, they'll say this thing over here. And then that's part of our work is to bring it back into a place, ethical, responsible, moral, thoughtful. And it's, it's been amazing to see them do that. So, yeah. I, I, yeah and, and I also think that, um, I'm really glad that you took some time to explain the vision of your school, the, mm-hmm. the, the NIA vision and the philosophy that governs the school, because I think that's the other thing, just like with any other tool mm-hmm. or strategy or, you know, a pedagogical toy that you bring mm-hmm. into the space, you know, it really is about how can this be another level of the mission that we have. And so when you talk about Nia having this commitment to civic responsibility, Mm -hmm. human-centered design, uh, critical thinking, I know that that's a big part of the things that you do. These are not things that stop when you get on your computer, right? Right. These are things that continue. Um, that continue, and and I think having that stuff be consistent with what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your classroom, in your school, right. in your district, in your education right. system. Right. I think that is important, and always centering the ethical, yeah. always centering the ethical, right. um, and thinking ahead. Um, so what I want to do in these yeah. uh, last few minutes that we have, so let's talk a little bit about the ways in which generative AI mm. is is being used and explored by the kids mm. at your school. Yeah. You know, and and one of the things I that immediately got me excited about ChatGPT generative AI was I was having one of those important hallway passing conversations with colleagues of mine and our head of teaching and learning um, uh, uh, named John Camp, he goes by Camp. We just passed in the hallway and we had this very quick but also really important, I think, conversation mm. around could generative AI be, would it allow for more students to enter the conversation? Would it allow for more people to get involved? And that just, you know, again, light bulbs everywhere. And I, I thought about, you know, I grew up and I had some learning challenges and it was around, yeah. you know, I had stuff where I, I ended up, I wrote a book, but to get to that place was like 30 years of pain and tears <laughs> 34 mm, yeah. to, to get there. <laughs> That's you know? surrealist. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, it was around my stuff focused around grammar. And then I thought about how could have I used this tool at that time in my life? I was 15 and then frankly, all the way through college as well. Yeah. The things that I could have learned at that time just by asking questions, asking the right questions. Yeah. That's such would, a great point. And also, I mean, th- this might sound ridiculous, but I would go off to college and I would have to go to like the writer's workshop and they were right. unbelievably kind and thoughtful. I was so embarrassed every single moment that I was there because I would look wow. around at my, my classmates and 
just you know hitting home runs and how did they write that sentence and oh my yeah, god like, how do you guys do that right like, did, exactly did they give you exactly. the notes ahead of time did you already I, know this? I actually asked that question I, I thought there was something that was, you know same and so same. so then to be able to sit in a space and ask what feels like very baseline basic questions but that would help yeah. me that would allow me to build myself up and i know some of my students here and just out in the world that there's a there's a, a space for them to learn in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming that doesn't feel like they're being you know scholar lettered or that you know that that kind of thing and that yeah. to me is worth whatever other things could happen with generative ai you know yeah. like that yeah. by itself this idea of equity and learning who can enter the conversation maybe you have maybe you're dyslexic and i you know i get out of my lane pretty quick here but i'll say maybe if you're able to put in a couple of spaces and points and ideas and have that help you turn into a a a cohesive paragraph and then that helps you build an argument or a paper oh my goodness that's that's amazing and there are places to grow with that but anyway my my point being um, i love it that that those are the conversations and then um, briefly, some of the ways we're using it, like I said, we have like that big blue sky, get involved in the conversation, yeah. you know, reading great papers at universities and colleges and think tanks about what this yeah. means, but where is the conversation with the people who are going to be using it long after me and yeah. let help them drive the conversation forward. Yeah. Um, I think our teachers here, we are generally open to the idea sure. I think it, in different classrooms, how much each teacher allows it, but we we know that we have the hard border, as I said earlier, around you can't just write, have to write a paper. And we'll know, like we'll find, we'll, we will understand right. that if you're writing at this level and all of a sudden you have this polished, beautiful paper with no drafts in between, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we know our kids, we're a small school right now of about a hundred <laughs> kids. So we'll, yeah. we'll know that. Um, yeah. And then how can it help us, as I said earlier, um, utilize it in humanities and language and yeah. um, understanding how to write better too. So those are some kind of the ways we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Kind of to the point about um, what it looks like in the classroom from mm-hmm. teacher to teacher, you know, uh, all of us teachers and my friend, Paul Michaelick, who is a, um, he, um, he would love this conversation, by the way, he's one of the advisors here at the university and oh, he really centers his stuff in, in, pedagogical cosmology and the soul of teaching and, you know, these kind of humanistic um, approaches. And so we know that all teachers are um, all on their own kind of path. They bring their own experiences into the room. Um, The philosophers, Jesus and Nero once said that uh, God's working on all of us. Um, And so we're all in kind of these different places. Right. I always wondered in my initial reaction to chat GPT, and then later to this generative AI conversation mm-hmm. that's happening in really thoughtful, reflective places like Twitter. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, My initial reaction to it was, well, if a task that I assigned can be completed at the most advanced level possible mm. by punching in some prompts into an, a, an, a generative AI application, mm-hmm. how significant was my assignment, right? So two questions that I asked myself, like, first of all, if it could just be done Mm -hmm. through one of these apps. And Mm -hmm. then second of all, if my students were so disconnected from the assignment that I was Mm -hmm. giving, that the only thing that was on their minds was, how do I just meet this demand and get my grade? 
I felt like that was where I would have entered the conversation where right. it's like, well, maybe my assignments need to be a little bit more authentic. Maybe right. I need to have assignments that are, that will speak to mm-hmm. my students where they are. But, but you've also pushed me on that because mm. it's also, because that's another way of saying, well, you're just going to handwrite everything, right? right. It's right. like, I'm going to make chat GPT irrelevant to my right. work. Right. And what you're saying is this ability to pose questions mm-hmm. is so critical. And mm-hmm. I, and this piece that you said a couple of times, and I think I've, I've glossed over it both times that you said it, but you, this piece that you said about who are we bringing into the conversation right. and who has a right to be at the table and exactly. when do they get to be at the table? Yes. Maybe generative AI gives us mm-hmm. a way. And I think that's been the whole philosophy behind chat GPT is how do we have AI for all? Right. Um, and, and what can, yeah. how can we make use of that? So I appreciate you yeah. pushing on. No, that, I mean, that's a great point. And I would just say one other thing, because I think those two questions you pose that you're asking yourself about the work that you're doing, the, the projects, you know, whatever it might be, you know, and one of the, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this about our school is that we 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 build everything in an interdisciplinary, interrelated, interconnected way. So there you go. That, there so you then, go. Then you know we challenge ourselves, which is not in, we strive to it. You know, and we meet it, and then we challenge ourselves, and we keep coming back to it. But that idea of having things that are so. For instance, we have an integration room. We don't have um, department rooms where people go. Everybody, all of our teachers are in it. We literally call it the integration room and we have oh, interesting. Stuff where everybody's writing, what are they doing? That sounds and fun. Then, and then you can jump in and be like, <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. And yeah. so um, there, so like a blast. It's, it's, it's been phenomenal to see in action. And when I've talked about it out in the world, educators get excited about that because it's a way to say the world is interconnected. The world is interdisciplinary. So we can't, it really it's not is. just siloed over here and siloed over here. Yeah. So that I think, you know, of course, AI will outpace this immediately. Uh, like I'm done with this sentence and it's already faster than that. But the yeah. idea of having overlapping, um, interconnected, integrated work from different subject areas that will allow for multiple facets. And also, as we said, back to that beginning around boarding schools, but this is something for students, not just in boarding schools, of course, but like you could do something. I could have imagined myself growing up where I might not have done as well on the math standalone project but if i yeah. wrap it into a science and a humanities project around um you know one of the things we did here was a hamlet um excuse me about shakespeare so then humanities was studying shakespeare um our theater teacher was doing shakespearean plays yeah and our math team math and science were building showing students how to do um what the actual stage looked like. What did a Shakespearean stage look like? What are the angles that they had to use? So and then cool. one, some kids would be even so further cool. in our inner in our um, innovation studio. We have a required class called Innovation Studio where they were actually building those student building those stages. And so wow. then you see there's lots of entry points for kids. So anyway, I just yeah. to your point. I think that's a great question that you ask, and we ask ourselves that all the time. Yeah, and and I love it, and I love that. Um, that you aren't coming on here saying we have solved chat GPT nope. that actually that that actually integrating the tools that are available to us and ha- and having a dynamic conversation that maybe doesn't evolve as quickly as the technology evolves, but it evolves and it keeps mm-hmm. up with the conversation centering that it makes me think of the great uh, quote, uh, Miles Horton and uh, Paulo Freire had that great mm-hmm. book that they wrote together. Um, and the title of that book really has informed a lot of my philosophy around education. And that is, mm-hmm. we make the road by walking. 
The path may not be broken in front of us, but by having this conversation and by bringing more people into it, listen, adults have not done a bang up job of, of accounting for everything that kids have to face. So why not bring our students into these conversations? They will, they will only add things. And so I love that. Uh, Ben Farrell, thank you for this time today. Uh, Before I get you out of here though, um, (laughs) Kevin would be so mad at me if I did not ask you what the top five songs on your media player are right now and i have to get paper give me a second okay yeah and as you're like out of this whole conversation this is the only (laughs) thing that i have any nerves about right now because this is sort of like (laughs) peeling back and burying my people you know what in this moment (laughs) this gets people in their emotions it definitely gets people in their emotions because you know there are people who have refused to do our top five rappers list because they are afraid someone's gonna come for them so Mm -hmm. you know but this (laughs) is all you Yeah. It doesn't have to be the five best songs you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a ranking. Mm. It can just be music and why it's speaking to you right now, apparently, yeah. according to your playlist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right so take I'm, it away. Yes. Yeah, so there are, um, okay, I'm just right, making sure I'm writing our last one. I promise I'll be quick. I know yeah, I'm no problem. Here. Um, no problem. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Okay. It's have, like the draft. <laughs> okay. So in no particular order and, and I, you know, I'll go through them and then we can talk about them or not, but yeah, sounds good. So the first one that I've been coming back to, um, you, you'll see my nineties roots in here as well. Yes. Um, so Po folks by nappy roots. Whoa. Oh man. Yep. I love it. Yep. I love it. Okay. Shut them down. Public enemy. Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gone till November. Why, Clef? Man, you were speaking to my taste. <laughs> and now two, <laughs> just out of, I don't, I don't even know these bands all these well, these groups all these well, <laughs> other than I know that I love these songs and they're, they're hitting me in the moment. It is um, Arcade by Duncan Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. And then Lust and Giants by Kings and Creatures. Nice. And I don't even know with, what that is. Oh, you know, like, like, but that <laughs> one I heard on, this is the sci-fi part of me coming out. Yeah. Um, about, um, uh, I'm of course now forgetting the name of the show, but a, a <laughs> show, one of the Star Trek shows. And so that's like my, my hope and optimism come deeply rooted in like sci-fi nerdiness and the hope for a brighter future and us getting out in the universe and that kind of thing. That was on a, a trailer for one of the shows, a couple of strange new worlds. That's what it is. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, no, yeah. I'll tell you like so many songs I've found mm. because like the wire gave me so much music yeah. that I was just like, Oh, that's real. Oh, that mm-hmm. song slaps. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter also told informed me yesterday that nobody says slaps anymore. <laughs> and it's just extremely disappointing because I think it's great. So I'm, I'm yeah. seeing, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of like threads here with some of this music. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. po folks, mm-hmm. I mean, are we talking about equity or are we talking about yep, equity? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, shut right. them down. Like, right. I mean, this is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think these songs say about you right now? <laughs> that's, no pressure. I, I, no, that's, that's a phenomenal question. I hope nobody will bore them to tears with this. I think what it says about <laughs> me right now is that um, maybe it's hearkening back to that, that simpler time when you're growing up and then you're, we're yep. all coming out of COVID. Um, you know, we all have our own stories coming out of COVID. Mine was informed with, being um in china for three years which was incredible and amazing yeah. and yeah. also i wasn't able to come home for two years and i wow. didn't leave beijing for a full year and um wow. you know i'm really close with my family my wife is yeah. close with her, with her side as well both sides uh, we have three little kids and just the challenges of those moments and so 
you know, I would listen, obviously we all listen to music for reasons, but you know, this was, I listened to it, have my kids listen to it because I, this connected me to home when I was yeah. far away and then I'm able wow. to get there. So all of those were part of, part of me, those first three were part of me growing up. Um, and then I also think that all of these have the element of hope and optimism. I, I find hope and optimism and people talking about it, singing about it, rapping about the, the struggles and the, the trials of our lives. But by talking about it, it's out there in the world. And then we can we can do something about it. If it's out there, we can, we can take action. Yeah. And it's about action. You're here. Oh, yeah. man, I love it. Well, Ben Farrell of Nia and um, like you don't want to be an expert of generative AI but you are somebody who has embraced these challenges thank you for coming on Tudor thank Pinterest, you for having Mike. me so great to be uh, here with you yeah. so much fun and folks check us out we will have this um, by the time you're hearing this this is obviously up ha, how about that it's meta um, so everybody stay open minded stay on top of things stay listening to the kids and above all y'all stay dope Oh,